Welcome to Hallmark and Chill. Please join us as me, Nina, along with my husband, Dean, and from time to time, our dog, Beckham, rate and review Hallmark movies throughout the year. We are going to discuss, and sometimes, if not all the time, argue, laugh our asses off, and rate these oftentimes ridiculous movies. Thanks for joining. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hallmark and Chill. And for those of you who are just joining in, thank you so much for stopping by to listen to our little podcast. Today, we are going to be covering Hallmark Channel's Christmas. Christmas in Rome, which originally aired on November 30th, 2019, and stars Lacey Chabert and Sam Page. The synopsis reads, Lacey Chabert plays an independent-minded American tour guide named Angela, who was fired from her job in Rome just before Christmas. She crosses paths with an American executive named Oliver, who wants to buy a high-end Italian ceramics company. Oliver hires Angela to be his tour guide around the internal city, as the owner of the ceramics company won't sell it to him until he... Until he learns the heart and soul of Rome. But is there another heart and soul that he may win? Wow, another long ass synopsis, everybody. So the movie starts off with Lacey Chabert's character, Angela, as she is giving a tour around Italy, which then leads her to unfortunately being fired, just like the synopsis reads. Apparently, she's being fired because it's not that she's not a good tour guide, because she is, but she doesn't follow the script, I guess, according to her boss. She often takes the tour guide um, clients to places that is not on the itinerary. Seems like sometimes when that happens, mayhem happens. On her last tour, I guess a girl got sick because she went to a bakery that wasn't on the list, ate something that wasn't gluten-free apparently because that's her fault, right? Another one, they went to some kind of art exhibit or something and people were playing with swords. Either way, she's not following the rules, so she has to go, unfortunately. And like the synopsis says, it is about four or five days before Christmas. Then we see Oliver who's played by Sam Page. He lives in what I think is New York City. I could be wrong. It's some kind of city. And he works for some kind of, I don't see this as a thing. We never quite know. He is a business person, some kind of executive. His company is trying to acquire another company, which just so happens to be Italy. He ends up um, being sent over there. And if he closes his deal, he will basically be getting a promotion. Angela and Oliver end up meeting and she helps him uh, to get to the business meeting that he has has with the uh, owner of the ceramics company and she ends up coming along to it because the owner kind of overheard her talking to Oliver about kind of the etiquette of the Italian people and how they just operate in a very different way and he's got to kind of slow his role a little bit because he just works at a very fast pace um, life which a lot of Americans do and so she kind of tags along and because of this um, he wants to hire her for the week while he's there to show him around uh, the city to kind of get to know things better because it is true the owner wants that whoever ends up acquiring this company to really kind of understand who you know who he is where his family's coming from that kind of built this company the life of the Italians that kind of stuff and he doesn't want to just give it to anybody so Oliver's going to kind of get more cultured I guess we can say and that's what he's going to hire Angela to do. Angela she kind of has been toying around with the idea of possibly opening her own business and meeting Oliver kind of has helped that to reemerge and he tells her that I think it'd be great if you went out on your own. You know, you are a great tour guide. You don't necessarily have to follow these rules and you really give people kind of probably more of what they're looking for when they're paying for these tours, going to places that aren't just so generic or in these tourist guide kind of books. And so he agrees to help her with her business plan if she will help him to close the deal with the ceramics owner. She does end up running into her former boss while she's out and about giving Oliver this tour. Her boss is out and about as well, giving a 
a tour to a bunch of people and Oliver kind of lies to him a little bit. He doesn't know who he is at this point. She hasn't even told him yet that she's been fired from this job, but kind of lies to him and says that, you know, she's opening her own company. It's going to be fantastic. All these other companies better watch out type of thing. Angela ends up telling Oliver about her life in America. So she's from Seattle. Her parents, unfortunately, are no longer alive. But, you know, she had a great life in Seattle and um, she loved living there. About five years ago, she was going to get married. Unfortunately, a week up until her wedding, her fiance had left her. That prompted her to moving to Rome because I guess that's actually where her parents met and fell in love. And she had been there before when she was a a young kid. So she always really um, enjoyed that. Turns out that a couple that is working with Oliver's company, they are interested in possibly taking a look at Angela's business plan. I guess they've kind of been known for acquiring like small businesses, not acquiring, excuse me, investing in small businesses. Um, So they end up getting kind of to talking because they are there. They are there as well. And they are kind of the reason why Oliver's company even got word about this ceramics company looking for um, someone to acquire the company was because of them. Oliver ends up asking Angela to dinner, but not as tour guide and tour guide E. She has this policy where she doesn't date clients. And as long as she's kind of giving him these tour guides, she sees him as a client. So he tells her, well, I'm going to be doing some stuff with Luigi. That is the name of the gentleman who owns the ceramics company um, and to take about 24 hours off, which kind of means that he's not her client. I don't know how that means that's not, but that's kind of a workaround, I guess, around her policy. Uh, But up until this time, you can definitely see that they like each other. There's some chemistry and that she really wants to um, go on a date with him as well. So she does accept for them to kind of go out to dinner together. Around the same time, Angela ends up getting a call from her former boss and he offers her old job back. And I think it's really because she's competition at this point in time. He told her that he's been kind of hearing around um, about her and people have been mentioning her by name and wondering how they can get in touch with her to go on these tours. And you almost think that she might end up accepting it because it probably puts her back into a more comfortable position. But she kind of holds firm and says, nope, I can't accept your offer to come back and that she is going to basically go full force with her own um, tour guide company. She does end up meeting with that couple who works with Oliver's company and she pitches her idea. She tells them how she has already about like 10 some guides who she has worked with before that are willing to work uh, for her and they know, you know, the city of Rome really, really well. She's already got like a marketing team and she's got a web designer. So she's pretty much gotten all the key pieces that she would need um, to set up her business at this time. They do sound like they're interested, but they tell her that they're going to think about it at this time. Oliver does end up landing the company. He had spent kind of that 24 hours before him and Angela went on their dinner date making her this uh, Christmas ornament and he like hand painted it. He kind of talked about how he had taken some art classes in college and had been really interested in that at one point in time. And so I think Luigi kind of saw that, you know, he has really been inspired by the city of Rome and Angela and he'd be somebody that he would be okay with handing over his company to. At dinner, Oliver and Angela end up kind of confessing their feelings for each other, which is always a surprise in these Hallmark movies because I feel like they dance around it as long as they can. But they do talk about how much they like each other and how much they feel like they've known each other in a really short amount of time because at this point in time, it's been maybe like three or four days that they've known each other. And that despite the difference of her continuing to live in Rome and him being in the city, um, that they still want to try to work things out. At this dinner, Oliver ends up getting a call 
call from his boss who does tell him that he's been offered this promotion, which is great. But because of it, he needs to be back in the city to handle some business meetings the day after Christmas. At this point in time, it's about to be Christmas Eve. So he needs to go there, get back with the travel. um, And he's basically going to be hitting the ground running with this new promotion. And so obviously that causes friction between him and Angela because a minute ago, they seem like they're really into making it work and he still wants to make it work. But I think she kind of a little bit sees the writing in the wall that if he's going to be this busy with this new promotion, how is he going to truly make time for the two of them, especially with the brand new relationship living in two different countries? The couple that Angela had met with prior, they are going to end up investing in her company which is great. Um, So that's basically going to help launch her private company. Oliver ends up talking to his boss at one point and telling her, I don't know what it is exactly he ended up telling her, but either way, they worked it out to where he is going to head up the ceramics company in Rome. So he's going to move there and live there and be with Angela, which is really, really sweet. And that pretty much caps off the end of Christmas in Rome. And of course, it ended with, guess what, guys? A kiss. How fitting, of course. So let's move right into our first segment of the show, which is our top three WTF moments. I will start with mine. Again, I only had two WTF moments. First WTF is at their dinner. Angela gets really upset after he takes the phone call and gets the promotion. Kind of, she said that... Oliver, actually, this is when she was talking to her roommate after the dinner, and she was talking about how Oliver chose his promotion and his job over her. And I wrote in my notes, I said, pump the brakes. Like, of course, he's going to choose that at this time. Like, you just met. You've known each other for three or four days. Like, I understand sometimes, yes, you can meet somebody that you feel like you've known for a really long time, and that's great. And maybe they had a very strong connection, but I just think that she sure was asking for a lot, thinking that the man was going to suddenly just pick up and move to Rome at this point in time when they didn't really know what was going to happen between them. And he sounded like he really wanted to make things work regardless. But I just thought that that sometimes that's the nonsense of these movies that you meet these people for a couple days and then just boom, they're supposed to switch their whole lives. So I just always thought that that kind of logic has always been very bothersome to me. WTF number two, Angela ends up putting a GPS button on Oliver when they first start their client business relationship. And I thought that was kind of weird and kind of creepy like maybe I know that she probably did it for a bigger group which I guess kind of makes sense but either way I just still think it's kind of weird like I don't know if I need you to put a GPS button on me keep track of me at all times it did help her at the very end when she came back to find him to tell him how much she felt about him and all this kind of stuff and they could work it out she was able to locate him but I think the whole idea of the GPS button maybe a little too much for me So that caps off my two WTF moments. I will slide the mic over here to my lovely husband for his top three WTF moments. So for my WTFs, I do have a few because I always have a lot. Number one is the whole gluten-free food fiasco that they're blaming on her because it's a bakery and didn't ask before she ate something. And then when she did ask, the guy said, yes, that is gluten-free or something. How is that the leading lady's fault? It's not. I don't understand what's going on at that point, why you're blaming her. And then, of course, it's also used to justify firing her. She had did some other things, but it's just, you know, dumb, dumb boss mode. Number two, so they get this Christmas tree, and 
they go into the leading lady's apartment and the leading man brings it in and then her neighbors from downstairs come up and then that husband helps him like i don't know pick the tree up and set it down again in the same spot and then they're just like okay we're done presto bye bye and then they all leave the thing is wrapped up it looks like a damn rug it's so tightly wrapped up and they literally the leading man had it standing upright and then neighbor dude literally comes over grabs the other side they pick it up set it down and then all of a sudden they're just leaving like what the hell happened to the tree did you take it apart did you decorate it they really don't say they just kind of left it there and for my third one the leading man drops his phone in the sink of water of course and now it doesn't work and my thoughts are we can see the damn phone it's 2019 any phone you have now that is within reasonably length of time like androids are like five or six years ago they were waterproof iphones have been waterproof for the last like three years so and this guy is always on his phone and you can see he has a really new phone it's waterproof it wouldn't fucking break like that simple logical just bugs me for our second segment we will go through our can't let it go moment or moments we usually just try to choose one and we've been pretty good about that for the most part i will start with mine my can't let it go is just the fact rome like it's so amazing that they got to film this movie in actual rome they didn't try to think they didn't try to play off that canada was rome or kansas was rome or something like that um so then i think that's awesome sometimes when they do have these hallmark movies where they're willing to spend a little bit more on the budget to send them in these really great fun places so just seeing rome that's a place that i hope one day dean and i will both be able to go together because it looks so beautiful i've been to other places in europe and it's just just seems like it would be as equally fantastic so that is my can't let it go is just the beautiful city of rome babe what's your can't let it go so it's funny you mentioned the budget because my can't let it go is you can tell they spent more money on this movie than any of the others we've watched so far and it is like drastically night and day and i feel like it's a lot better movie so maybe don't be so skimpy with your budget yes please hallmark start filming in some other more or just other locations in canada canada i think is beautiful i've been to several places in canada i think it is very awesome but maybe we get outside of that so we will move into our last segment of the show which is rating these movies on a scale of one to five christmas trees so for those of you who are just joining us a five means that it's going to be awesome and beautiful and we would probably watch that bad boy again for the one it's going to be nope putting that thing in a drawer never going to look at it again so my rating for this one i'm going to give this maybe like a one and a half because i just thought the plot it was okay Hey, I did not think that the two characters had chemistry and that always bugs me. I love Lacey. Sh- I wanted to call her Shabernene because we called her that last year on another podcast with a friend. Lacey Chabert. I love her. I've seen her in a lot of Hallmark movies. She's always so sweet and genuine. Great actress, even sans Hallmark. However, I do not feel like she had that much care- chemistry with the actor who played Oliver. And so that kind of bothered me a little bit. I mean, I was really looking forward to it because it was in Rome, because it was her, but there just wasn't a whole lot of meat to it. Not that I should really expect that there should be usually with these movies, but just didn't really do it for me. And I honestly probably, this is probably one of the Lacey Chabert movies that I probably will not be watching again. So- so I am going to surprise everyone because I'm going to give it a two and a half. I didn't give it a one. It's not a surprise. I hope any of you who are listening to this right now are laughing because that's not a surprise. You are usually within the one to two and a half range. Yes, but I'm usually more on the one side. <laughs> this movie I would say was solid. I would call it an average movie. Like, And we only go to five, two and a half right in the middle. So the reasoning is, yes, the, the plot line's kind of weak, but all Hallmark plot lines are 
usually non-existent. Overall, though, like being in Rome, I didn't have anything I like blatantly hated. And you didn't see these weird things where like it's winter, it's snowing, but all the trees are perfectly green and all this other weird shit. I feel like the location helped. You could tell they spent more money. While Nina doesn't really enjoy the chemistry that the actor and actress had, I basically don't know what the hell she's talking about because I don't look at that shit. Anyway, so I felt like they did a solid job. The acting was, you know, not outstanding. It's not going to win an Oscar, but it wasn't like, you know, murderous wench from that other movie i don't know what her name is she was just a murderer on elementary which she pulled off really well uh but she had no facial expressions in her hallmark movie sure the christmas love song one anyway it wasn't like that so it was good and i feel like i could watch it again i mean not by choice but i could so hallmark movie solid nothing too majorly like i hated nothing really to reach out and grab you and drag you in story-wise that's why it's a two and a half and not higher but it's blowing the doors off of most of the movies we've seen (laughs) i like how you use that blowing the doors off that'll be one of your new sayings (laughs) anyways thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of hallmark and chill for those of you who just tuned in today to check us out thank you so much please show us your support by rating us wherever you're listening to us at we would greatly appreciate that and until next time guys